Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to History Dweebs. I'm Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The uh, title of our podcast today is The Thrill Killer, Serial Killer Richard Fran Bijanwal, I think. Anyway, he was a serial killer. He killed a bunch of people in New Jersey. (laughs) And, uh, you know, some would say it's, you know, it's New Jersey. So what do you expect? Some would say it's a public service, Timmy. (laughs) No, it was not. It's a terrible, terrible act. And we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. But before we do, I'd like to remind all of you that we are a true crime, uh, sometimes true crime comedy podcast. We use adult sometimes language. Sometimes comedy. comedy. Yeah. Sometimes comedy. Uh, we always use adult language, especially when Brandy is here. Yeah. And here I am. Can't help us, Stelz. Can't and, help us. Uh, and we sometimes get off track occasionally. Every once in a while. So if that offends you. Or, Fuck you. Uh, uh, if uh, foul language offends you, then we would encourage you to check out one of the other fine um, independently produced podcasts out there. Uh, but you will not get the banter you get with us. God, no, no. There, if there you will have be a banter, no banter fetish, God damn it. Yes, if right. you have a banter fetish, this is the place to be, Colonel. Yes, we are master banters, Tammy. Tammy. We are. Master Poor Tammy. Tammy, By the way, Tammy? I am now a baron. I hope you know. Uh, you, yes. I heard. You should I refer saw. to me as Baron Von Scott. Baron Von yeah, Scott. I'm probably not going to do that. So, um, but thanks. Or well, me lord. If you want to say me lord, that's fine as well. Me lord? Yes. I can get yeah, on with no. that to me. Thank you, Colonel. Let me uh, introduce our panel. Uh, of course, we... For this program, we, we scoured the earth to find the, the, the most intelligent, uh, most articulate hosts we could find. We couldn't find them, but we got <laughs> instead a woman who is known throughout the land, Colonel, as Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty, Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? You know, you don't get too many queens named Brandy. You don't. No, you don't usually. You a lot of strippers named Brandy. <laughs> usually they're strippers. Okay. Yeah. Oh. With an eye. Brandy with an eye. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They put a little heart over the eye, too. I saw, you know, Chuck, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think it's 
cover that he uses a noble title that he didn't earn. Uh, no, I, I think that I, I believe. How did you get this title? Uh, it was uh, conveyed to, upon me. It was by, bestowed. Bestowed and conveyed. Yes. Now, it was both only... bestowed and conveyed. Wow. And, now, and uh, well, I must say it's well deserved. Was the well, queen involved? It's been a long time coming, Timmy. But it's. I, you've I got guess to admit my question that, is. I know that I've seen on the on the on the Facebook, Timmy. The Facebook, yes. On the Facebook, that you were uh, on the Facebook, yes. Yeah, the the, the our, our lovely friend, the the fake Irish girl, apparently had had a hand in this, giving it to you. Yeah, so my question has, uh, is, she has pull with the uh, with the aristocracy over there in Great Britain, apparently. Well, now when apparently. did you say Timmy kneeled down and then? Whack you in the shoulder with a sword, and if she did, how'd she get a sword onto the plane, Timmy? <laughs> so know. many She's, questions. It's very, uh, it's very persuasive. But yeah, you know, know, you know. By the way, you know, the queen does not have a passport. I don't you know, know why would she need one. the whole horn or the whole. Uh, there was a sword thing. that was put on my. Uh, yes, uh, I. We went through the whole thing, and I am now a baron. So kneel before me, and uh, no, I don't think you kneel it. I don't think you kneel before barons. I think you should. Uh, well, I know you very, do. Well, I guess it, it depends on how much you're getting paid, I suppose. I suppose. So, but uh, Brandy, how how has you, how have you been, if at all? I have been all right. I am, you know, currently, currently at battling in a battle to the death with a couple of people. Are and, you losing? Uh, nope. I'm, I'm so nothing well. new then is what you're saying. No, Don't. not really. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Hmm. I'm right now drinking my first cup of coffee for the day. Chuck is and I, 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 I get the, I get the sense that Chuck is vaping as we speak. I know. Well, like I said, no, Chuck's not me. Along. Not me. Yeah. Well, this is me. the only podcast where people... You know, the host vape. I know, the other ones are, yeah. They probably vape, just not in the middle of people talking. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so Brandy, everything is well with you, besides your uh, fights to the Yeah, everything's good. Just kind of status quo, hanging in there, drinking a cup of coffee. Okay, well, thank you, Brandy. We appreciate it. You know what? You just got up, so I don't want to hear bullshit from you. Let me introduce. And, you know what? Wait a minute. Let me just say one more thing. I miss being in a room with you guys. Well, thank you, Brandy. But you know, uh, I, we once your uh, parole is over. Yeah. Once we, that we, ankle bracelet comes off, we uh, can we can be in the same room together. together. Yes. Yeah. Promises. Promises. I would like to introduce a man that needs no introduction, Brandy. He's uh-huh. a man who's known as an oasis in the desert of despair. A man who has nope. been described as the most dangerous man in podcasting today. I know one. The very honorable. The and Reverend. Yoda, you, you keep forgetting the goddamn Yoda podcast. Uh, yeah, the Yoda oh, of podcasting. That title too. The, you should write that down. Yeah. <laughs> very honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk. Walters the third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Not good, Timmy. Oh, oh here we go. What's wrong, Colonel? I've been rattled around this house by myself for three days. 
So Renee finally left you. Mrs. Colonel finally left you. She may or may not have. I'm not really sure. She's supposed to be coming back today, but they That's took my dog, Timmy. I don't really mind her going, but they took the dog, Timmy. Oh, what did? Okay, is she skiing or something? Yes. yes. And I take it you don't ski or fly. Well, Timmy, <laughs> here's the, here's the thing, Timmy. Is I was all prepared to go uh-huh. snowmobiling, Timmy. Snowmobiling. Okay. Like James Bond, Timmy. Right. You get on the snowmobile, you go 80 miles an hour down the trail. And I was all prepared to go. And you know that I have my little home recording studio built here. hmm And I came out of my home recording studio to go into the other room to pass through the laundry room, which I have to get to. And the light was out, Timmy. Now, I turned the light on when I came in. Mm-hmm. That sounds creepy, Brandy. It gets even better, Timmy. It gets better. As I took two steps, Timmy, there was was a laundry basket. There was sabotage involved, Timmy. What happened? What do you think? I hit the laundry basket and I tumbled over the laundry (laughs) basket. And I fell onto the concrete floor and I had to go to the hospital because now. My back has a disc bulging in it, Timmy. And the doctor told me I would not get on a snowmobile if I were you. Because one wrong move and you could be, I I guess, crippled forever. And a lot of length that you go to get out of She's trying to kill you. I believe people are trying trying to kill me. And usually I can catch them. Usually I'm one. But I'm getting old, Timmy. And I'm getting, I'm just not as sharp. I used to. It's, uh, it's like I in the movie Godfather when they said 10 years ago, would I have been able to get to the Don like that? Well, Timmy, I flipped over the laundry basket cause I, because she laid it out in front of my path. And you know what? Five years ago, I wouldn't have fallen for that to me, but I've gotten, I've gotten a little soft. Oh, God. Yep. What would you so have now given it's time Brandy for me to, to watch that? Wouldn't that have been I got to get hard again, Timmy. I know. But I well, the, the important question, Colonel, besides secondary to your health, of course, is yeah. what kind of prescriptions did you get? Um, I got did muscle he? relaxers, Timmy. Oh, did you yeah. get the Percocet? They would not give me Percocet, Tim. Fuck. I know. Well, That's in, what I said. I in, fell, tumbled over, tried to hurt my. Well, they wouldn't even give me Percocet, Timmy. I'm sorry, Colonel. Any, so it wasn't a serious injury. No. Like my legs just, numb. God damn it! My whole legs numb. Any of those muscle relaxers you don't need to use, I mean, I'd be happy to take them and turn them in to the proper Authority, place. Yeah. Yes, well, place that's where they need to go. You, I, you know, I do what I can. I'm a giver. We're friends. We well, are. give it to Brandy, and Brandy, you can just drop them off me because I'm heading that way anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. I that's mean, I, I dare say we're best friends. That <laughs> best friends they, is what that, you would say. Yeah. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colonel, yeah, Timmy, I'm, I'm sorry you fell down. Um, it was it was more than a fall to me because you know I don't like because of course Colonel it was. doesn't do things in a regular manner. Timmy, mm-hmm. I stepped and hit the laundry basket and it threw me off balance, but I got the agility, Timmy, of a cat. You know that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I say so that. I thought I was day. okay, and when I stepped to the side to regain my balance. 
she had outsmarted me and she put another laundry basket there to me. Oh my God. Right as I was off balance, I hit it. I hit the shelves. I fell down (laughs) upon the floor. I had pretzels in my hand. My son heard the crashing and the banging, comes down, opens on the door, flips on the light. He said, what happened, Dad? I said, someone's trying to kill me. And then his next question was not, are you all right? His next question was, was you eating pretzels? (laughs) Like, that had something to do with the crime, Jimmy. I, you know, you have a complicated life, Colonel. You really I do. do. I have a question for you, Timmy. Yes. Now that you're, uh, you are a baron. Yes. And in lieu, I can of wear this, an ascot, Brandy. I'm excited. In lieu of I'm this very excited. new uh, property you have acquired, mm-hmm. do you have to name the property, Timmy? Yes, um, I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on the title. I don't know yet, but okay. Shay Timmy hasn't come up yet. Yeah, I'm, you know, something, of course, I would want something that's grand, you know, that has a, a certain amount of grandeur to it, you know, degree of grandeur. I vote so. Shay, T- I vote Shay Timmy. Hmm. There has to be some gravitas to me. Yes, gravitas is what it, the word He'll, I was looking for. Let's settle down. He only has a condo. Um, <laughs> it's a nice condo. Let's go. Well, I know. Shall we? Could we get started with this story, <laughs> Timmy? We Brandy tends to prattle on. Banters all too I know. Much. This is side Whatever. Let's banter, Brandy. The, the people want the meat, Brandy. The Ew. Meat the beef. They want the beef. Hey, where's the, the beef? beef? You got to give them the meat, Brandy. Brandy, yeah, it with was it. Halloween night on October 31st, 1981. When 17-year-old Maria something... Jesus. Cialetti, Cialetta, Cialetta, something like that. Mary, Maria C., we'll call her, set out on an evening of what was likely to be uh, uh, her running into ghosts and goblins and ghouls. Brandy, it was Halloween. Ciella, Ciella. Okay, okay. Maria C. But Maria never dreamed, Brandy, that she was about to encounter a real-life monster. Much like like I do every that, that was like some that? prose right there, Timmy. Uh, how do you like that turn of phrase, Brandy? That was painting a picture, Timmy. That... Amazing. Well, you see what I did there? I tied Halloween into this, uh, you know, descri- description of this uh, serial killer as a monster. Right, yeah. So I did that you're Walt Whitman. Yeah, Thank you're you. Walt Whitman. Thank she you. she was go. worried about him. Yeah, good candy, you know. <laughs> it did. Said, well, yeah, I just big... sampled him. I haven't had all of them, but, you know. The sample of them were pretty good. Right. They're the best. Mm. Around 6 p. Uh, yeah, around 6 p.m., the bright, athletic high school student, Maria, told her father that she was uh, getting out and would uh, return, going out and would return around midnight. Soon after the clock struck 12, Maria was seen walking along Route 88 toward her home in Brick, New Jersey. Now, Brandy, we have a lot of listeners in New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, the lovely Alexandra, of course, is from New Jersey. I'm sure many others. Yes. A a patrolman uh, on a radio call spotted Maria and made a mental note to offer her a lift upon his return. I guess he was going in the other direction. 
He made a uh, note to self. A mental note. He was back within 10 minutes, but by that time, the girl had vanished like the ghost in the night, Brandy. How do you like that, Colonel? Ghost in the night. That was that was scary, Timmy. I'm getting I'm getting chills sitting here, Timmy. Are they multiplying? <laughs> uh, it would be about a year and a half before anyone would find out what became of Maria on that Halloween night. On April uh, 19th, 1983, police found Maria's corpse uh, cut into mm. three pieces, cut into three mm. pieces, and buried in the yard of a rundown blue house in the Charleston section of Staten Island. Um, she was not alone, so that means there were other remains there. Oh. The, sh- the shallow grave held the remains of another girl, one Deborah Osborne, who was 17 years old at the time she disappeared from Point Pleasant, New Jersey, uh, a, a Point Pleasant, New Jersey bar the previous April. The house belonged to a bewildered elderly woman, Sally Bergenwald, 68, mother of the key suspects in the killing of, two, of the two girls, as, as well as other murders in New Jersey. Her son, Richard Bergenwald, 42, had been in trouble since he was five years old. Oh, Jesus. But uh, she still stood by him. You know, she's a mother. She's sticking by her boy. Yeah. Uh, um, Richard killed at least nine people and is suspected in at least two other murders. So we're going to talk about his He's a busy little son, bitch. Mm. Yeah. Richard uh, Fran Bajanwald was born on August 24th, 1940, in Rockland County, New York. So he was born on August 24th, Colonel. What does that mean? It means he's a Leo, Timmy. He was pre- she was pregnant during Christmas. Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. No, she wouldn't have been. Or she got pregnant on Christmas. Right yeah, she around. She got pregnant right around Christmas. Mm. Well, she would definitely would have been pregnant during President's Day, Brandy. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, she. You know what? That's see. That's Easter. back when the baby. It was cold outside. Song was okay to sing, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and she ended Jesus up pregnant. Sake. She's like, no, I want to go home. No, I'll stay here. Oh, no, I got a baby. That's how it happens, Brandy. It does. I, I, I suppose. I don't. I don't remember it that way. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got. Uh, he got off to a. Uh, okay, so this little boy, Richard, got off to a rough start. Uh, after his father found. Uh, after his father Ronald found out that his wife Sally gave Richard uh, gave Richard the name Fran. He nearly beat her to death in the hospital oh, parking lot. He did not like the name Fran. So well, God she... damn, that's like naming a boy Sue. <laughs> that's harsh. Well, yeah, but it's okay with Johnny Cash. Settle down, uh, Francis. <laughs> Ronald told police that he hated the name Fran because, this is a quote here, it's a queer's name. So he, this obviously is a progressive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, hey, yeah, he's, open-minded a, he's, a, he's a Bernie bro, Timmy. <laughs> People arrested Ronald, uh, but he was soon released when Sally fell to press charges. Of course she did. Richard uh, Belgenwald was frequently beaten as a child by his alcoholic father. 
Ronald uh, started beating Richard before he could even walk. Uh, on no. at least two occasions, uh, Ronald put Richard in scalding bath water and once held his uh, head under water until uh, Richard nearly drowned. So he's basically waterboarding his son, I guess. Well, so basically what you got is the recipe for a serial killer here. Tim. Yeah, he's, he's not to a good start. Uh, Ronald would also force Richard to drink alcohol while he was still an infant, putting whiskey in Richard's baby bottle. Uh, Good way to get him to go to sleep. Right, yeah. Ronald told his wife that he didn't like to drink alone and that Richard... Richard was what? his drinking body. <laughs> what not would, funny. Would they just sit around and tell stories being all drunk? I don't know. He, t- he told her that Richard was his drinking buddy. All right. So, obviously, this guy is a little abusive. Ronald and his wife, Hello. Sally, would often argue in front of the young boy. Ronald would beat his wife with a belt while she screamed in pain. And I don't think this is a uh, colonel. I know sometimes... You get a little kinky, but I don't think this is. I, <laughs> I don't think, think this was done for fun, Timmy. No, I don't think so. Uh, so Ronald was, uh, Richard was young and um, needed the uh, money. Uh, uh, Richard, uh, as. I, I don't know. Just every time somebody says I was young, they usually follow it up with I needed the I money. I needed the money. Right. Mm. No, that's your stories. Oh, he tried story. to protect. He tried to protect his mom as best as he could, um, but uh, when he did, it would only result in him getting beating beaten instead of his mother Sally. So when uh, Ronald planned to beat Richard or his mother, uh, he would uh, turn up the volume of the family stereo so neighbors could not hear the, their screams. Uh, when Richard heard the volume increase, he knew someone was about to be beaten by his father. So, yeah, this is not a good environment for a young uh, tot. At the age of five, Richard set fire to his home and was sent uh, for observations to the Rockland County Psychiatric Center. And, of course, you've probably been there, right, Colonel? Um, I've visited some people there, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Ronald had been drunk and had beaten his boy because Richard had eaten his father's ice cream sandwiches. Well, Brandy. Well, well, goddamn, Timmy. I mean, we don't want to excuse domestic violence and but, right, but also there are mitigating circumstances here, Timmy. Wait a minute. Those wait a minute. Ice cream sandwiches. Are wait good. a minute. Have the have the dad called dibs? Because well, if he called he, dibs. I think he was an ass. So, you know, he was one of those dads, like, if it's in my house, it belongs to me. And No, you know I mean? if you don't call, if you don't call dibs, without dibs, there's anarchy. Yeah. Well, well after beating Richard with a belt over these ice cream sandwiches, uh, Ronald, uh, Ronald passed out in the easy chair in the living room. So he was, you know, he was drunk. Don't sound like yeah, anything was easy in that house, Timmy. They ought to call right. it the hard chair, the brutal chair. Now, once, chair. once his father was asleep, Five-year-old Richard poured gasoline throughout the house and lit a match. Turned it it into a burning bed. Burning bed situation. Or a burning uh, easy chair. Burning easy chair. Yeah. His mother was returning from the grocery store when she saw the flames. I wonder if she got any uh, ice cream sandwiches. That would have solved the problem. Uh, Sally was able to wake uh, Ronald up to get him out of the house before he was killed. Oh, see, that's her fault. 
What is she doing? Uh, Richard was arrested at five and underwent psychiatric evaluations. How would you arrest a five-year-old? Richard would spend you nine... You get the little tiny handcuffs, Timmy. I guess. Richard would spend, would spend nine weeks at the Rockland County Psychiatric Center. How old were you when you were first arrested, Brandy? That's you know what this isn't my story. This uh, is just curious. The, the listeners need to know. They like to know about you. They like to know personal detail. When did your criminal enterprise begin, Devil? Officially. Officially. I plead the fifth. Fifth. All right. I plead the fifth. See. Well, that's disturbing because that means that some of them the statute of limitations hasn't run out on. So. Hmm. I plead the fifth. Doctors uh, at the clinic at the psychiatric. Uh, center uh, concluded that the five-year-old suffered from a borderline personality disorder and uh, was potentially violent. I didn't even know they could diagnose uh, BPD at early, but I guess you can. Doctors also no, you can't. Doctors also stated Richard suffered from depression, likely the result of physical and emotional abuse. So there's, well, there's, there's some sharp fucking doctors at that yeah. hospital. Oh, so, yeah, your dad holds you under scalding water, makes you drink whiskey, beats you over ice cream sandwich. Mm, what, what, what seems you're, to be your problem here? What do you, yeah. You're you bound to have like some emotional issues. like you might be a malingerer here. Hmm. Well, child welfare became involved, although the reports were inconclusive. Uh, really? Re- Ronald and Sally retained custody of young Richard. By the age of eight, Richard was drinking and gambling. Oh, my God. At, at age nine, he underwent electric shock therapy at the what New was York he playing States. playing the ponies, Timmy? What was he doing there? <laughs> Dice. Little kid sitting there in the stands with a cigar in his mouth, drinking you know, a bloody mouth. Shooting crafts. I think you're right, Brandon. You know it was Dice. <laughs> you know it was Dice. You know, this sounds like one of those stories, again, where, like, the entire system has failed everyone. Yeah, yeah. Which just sounds like if he would have caught his, caught his dad on fire, he would have solved the whole problem. Exactly. So this all goes back to his mother. Yeah. Who woke the son of a bitch up. Now, after his therapy, Richard was placed in the state training school for boys in Warwick, New York. During his years there... Uh, he was accused of theft and inciting other inmates to escape. So he, other, <laughs> oh jeez, he's a little rubber rouser there, Colonel. Well, I think by this time he might have been just a wee bit angry to me. You think? Sounds like an angry young man to me. During trips to visit his mother in Staten Island, he would steal money from her to buy alcohol and drugs. When he was 11 years old, he set himself on fire at, at oh. his mother's home. Well, that, did that she seems, stop him? Well, my like question is, him. Colonel, was he a Buddhist at the time? Because exactly. if, he's a Buddh- if he's a Buddhist, that's okay. Was this about the time of the Vietnam War, Timmy? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was he's before just the Vietnam War. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Richard had been asking his mother to buy him a bike for his 11th birthday. She had been saving money to surprise her son with the bike, but a week before his birthday, Ronald, his dad, stole the money and went on a drinking binge with it. There it is. Mm. So, oh, again, he, it goes back to daddy. Yeah, uh, you know what, Timmy? He would have mm-hmm. been, 
he could have been it roughly this time it'd have been about 51 it's he, he might have been protesting the Korean War to me. Yes, he may have, Brandy. He may have, he may have been a monk, and we just don't yeah. just, just don't have that in there. So, monks Somehow I don't a, think that's what happened. That's if you're a monk, you can get yourself devil. on fire. It's it's okay. Called, yeah, I don't. There's a technical term called self-immolation, devil. Yes. yes. That's when you uh, catch yes, yourself on is. fire. And sometimes, you know, the danger is, my, my doctor has told me this before. There we go. That uh, I'm so hot, devil. I always risk spontaneous combustion. Right, duh. Mm-hmm. I can't even fill up the car at the gas station. Did you guys I read just... that story about the the um, news anchor that died because he put meth in his yeah in butthole his, in his record? I saw the headline. <laughs> the more disturbing thing to me. Was it's the like, <laughs> amount of times that he had the other person, the other male person's entire hand in now his 15, backside, right? Timmy. Yeah. It's uh, like, well, they fisted some more. Then they I mean, put some like meth People in just there. can't fuck anymore, you know? What, 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 yeah. what happened to fucking, Brandy? What happened to just, let, let, what happened to just say, let's be crazy and do it doggy style? Right. They had toys. Brandy, you're they in had all gags. this weird stuff. What, yeah. what, can you explain it? What? What made you, what made the what made regular sex lose its charm? Was it when you were the economics professor that you oh got God. so kinky and carried away? Yeah, I mean now people have to uh, put meth up their rectum. They have to catch themselves on fire. They have to strangle themselves. Why can't they just fuck, Brandy? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. Well, these are your people. You should be able to explain yeah. them to us. I can't explain it, nor do I want to. Hmm. Sometimes I, you know what? We look for, to me. you for answers. Yeah. Everybody just needs to be free to do their own thing. If setting yourself on fire works for you, you know, well, everybody's well, got to well, think. Meth, 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 meth up your ass doesn't work but, for this guy. He's dead. Well, not anymore. Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm but guessing I, it's not the first time that meth has been there. I just hope he really got off because that seems to me a little bit uh, extreme. Well, I I would think the hard thing to me would be when you put the mess up your ass. Don't you smoke that and have to light it with lighter? I don't know. Don't, don't you have to know how much you're doing because you could overdose. No. That's what he did, right? Yes. Hmm. He, See, I, I don't mess up your ass. Somebody lights a lighter. Or, you know when you strangle yourself? I don't understand that. What is it? What's just have sex, people? Yeah, tell them, just Colonel. do the okay. deed. Just a little missionary style ain't gonna hurt you, people. And, and in the dark, missionary style in the dark. In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> with your pajamas on, <laughs> and don't look at each other. No, no, and for God's sake, <laughs> don't talk. Don't. Oh God, no, don't talk. Oh, ain't nothing wow. breaks up your rhythm like having somebody talk to you in the middle of it, Timmy. Good point, Colonel. Brandy, mm-hmm. do you are you verbal uh, with you or you know sharing your love? Like move your shoulder, I can't see the TV. Yeah. I uh, see here's the thing. At the end of this entire act, Timmy, mm-hmm. at the end of this entire act, I'm gonna have an orgasm. See, and that again is crossing the finish line much like the horse race theory i talked about mm-hmm. so i crossed the finish line first one yeah. who finishes wins who wins yeah it's like the kentucky derby and 
I'm going to have that same orgasm, whether you do it missionary style or whether you shove five pounds of cocaine up my ass. <laughs> whether I, I don't do it think with that's you, true. Whether I do it with you or a hooker, it doesn't matter. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't cheese think grater, that's true. I don't. It's just all to say. At the end of the day, you just, I don't know. Cheese grater. That's, that's what will be happening next. It'd be like, wait hey, a minute, shove it in wait a minute. Cheese grater, make it bleed. Wait a minute. Like one of those that they have at the Olive Garden with the crank and everything. Because well, when you're there, you're family. <laughs> you are well, family. Unlimited yeah. breadsticks up your ass, Timmy. <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, so Richard's mom was saving money to buy him a bike. You know, dad takes it, goes on a drunk, right? So when Richard found out, uh, he went into the family garage, took out a container of gasoline, doused himself with it, and lit a match. So this is his uh, attempt to catch himself on. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like a pouty little bastard. You didn't get his (laughs) Think it was attention-seeking, Brandy? Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Fortunately, uh, fortunately, Richard's mother saw what he was doing. And was able to put the fire out. I don't know if that's fortunate or not, because he went on to yeah. be a serial killer. So, well, wait a minute. Did she wait until he actually set himself on fire? Or yeah, because he. Kitchen? Yeah, he. No, he. Was As on he's fire dousing himself with gasoline, going. <laughs> because, I wonder what he's doing. Because he was rushed to the hospital with third degree burns, so he she he obviously cut himself on fire. Well, no. Right, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, was she sitting there watching him going, I wonder what that little son of a bitch is doing. And then, you know, waits until he actually lights the match. And it's like, huh. Well, he, he can't really that. say anything until he lights the match. Really. Yeah, because you don't know how many times he fakes setting himself on fire. Yeah, it may, it may be frequent. At some point, but, it's like, no. I'm you know, good. someone needs to set him down and say, okay, here you are. Now you have third degree burns. But you still don't have the bicycle. You know what I mean, Colonel? Someone has to yeah. sit down and, and explain that to him. And anyway, the rest well, of I the think somebody I... need to sit him down and say, son, your life doesn't seem to be headed in the proper direction. Not making good decisions. Yeah. When right. you're setting yourself kind of... on fire, something has gone wrong. Unless you're, gone awry. Unless you're a mom. That's kind of what I do with my kids, though. I wait until I'm like, what are, what are what he's doing out there? Huh? Got the gas can. What's he getting ready to do? I mean, Seriously. Right, and why does this kid have matches? It's all about good timing. But I think that I think we've established the child should not have matches or a lighter. So why why is he walking around? Well, this kid already smoked a pack a day. Of course, he's going to have a lighter. He probably had a Zippo just could light it by opening it up. I get the sense that he's ready to catch anything on fire at any time. At this point, <laughs> at the drop of a hat, he's ready yeah. to set something on fire. Yeah, so I don't think it's a good idea to have gasoline in a container in your garage when you've got young Richard around. Well, well young Richard. Why do they I call mean, people named Richard Dick, Brandy? Well, I mean, have you ever met any cool guys named Richard? No, that's why they call him Dick. Hmm. Richard Nixon? So, Richard he's Ramirez. He was. Oh, so yeah. was Richard Ramirez. So, yeah. I mean, you know, this this, oh. this whole Roger Stone thing has started a big fad of people getting Richard Nixon tattoos on the back to me. I know. I didn't know that. That's ignorant. Yeah. God, that's ignorant. So I'm going to get a Winston Churchill on my back. Oh, I was going to say, I, well, I you should like totally do that. Margaret Teddy Thatcher. Roosevelt. Ma- Margie, Margie Thatcher, yeah. Maggie. You should, you should get Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, bully. That would be a good one. Bully. 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 See? I'm going to get a Teddy Roosevelt tramp stamp. We had a you absolutely podcast, should do uh, that. We had a Teddy Roosevelt 
uh, podcast not too long ago. Boy. Remember Teddy Roosevelt's very bad day where his wife and uh, <laughs> yeah. wife and mother died in the same day in the same house. Why do you start time? cracking up? I don't well, know. It's yeah, inappropriate, I think, Colonel. I think he said. Laugh. I think Tim. But you know what? We called it his really bad day. But you know, somewhere I believe that Teddy Roosevelt walked away and was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Oh, you think he had a sigh of relief? Well, your mother-in-law and your no, wife. no, it was his mother. His mother and oh. his wife died the same day, same time, same house. Yeah. Well, wasn't him. That's a, that's true. You know, I thought that. it was a good day when when everybody in the house is dying, then you don't. That's a good day, Timmy. Well, okay, but you know, someone has to clean up, Randy. They do. Richard, Richard was again placed at the Rockland Community or Rockland County Psychiatric Center for a period of several months. This is after is he that, shot himself on fire. Because well, they did such a good time, good, good job the first time. Yeah, yeah, they had to go back and reevaluate their uh, treatment of him. Upon his release, Richard uh, tried to set a neighbor's car on fire. Well, he's just a fire-setting fool, Brandy. It's a pyromaniac. Uh, and he was sent back to the state training school for boys. So Richard off to a really uh, difficult start, Colonel, in his young life. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's uh, going to be going, getting, being a Rhodes Scholar here, Timmy. Hmm. Brandy, what happens next to young uh, Richard? Holy fuck! Well, what the hell? Yeah. I read the script, and Mm. I must have missed this part, because go ahead, read it, Brandy. All right. Read it, and and don't just say the words. I want you to think about what you're saying here. Yeah. In other words, do do what you normally don't do. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Put some feeling into it, Brandy. Fuck you, buddy. We want to hear it from your diaphragm. Yeah. Look, my diaphragm's none of your business. (laughs) Put some feeling into it. Didn't you, you got your diaphragm fixed. It should be working now. All right, that's fine. You ready? Yes. We're ready. When Richard was 16 years old, he graduated eighth grade. God damn right. Motherfucker was driving to elementary school. He was so excited he cut himself shaving. <laughs> okay, so and, he's a little behind. He's a little behind. Well, he spent a lot of time in jail already. Uh, let's see. And he was released from the training school. <laughs> and let's be fair. He, well, he has been spent a few a few weeks in intensive care along the way. So, <laughs> right, right, right. That'll, that'll set you back, Colonel. So he was released from the training school to attend high school. Well, that's nice. Richard dropped out of high school after only a few weeks. I'm shocked by that. I'm just shocked. Well, at least he didn't catch it on fire. Well, there is that. Soon after dropping out of school, Richard went to Nashville, Tennessee, where he stayed for two years. He stole a car in Nashville and was arrested in Kentucky by federal agents for transporting a stolen car across state lines. Well, they will he was returned. Don't, don't try oh, to yeah, they steal will. a car, yeah. Yeah, they will. Uh, he was returned to the custody of his mother on Staten Island in 1958. After being returned to his mother, Richard stole another car and went to Bayonne, New Jersey. There, on May 22nd, 1958, Richard robbed a grocery store. Well, it was a matter of time. Okay, yeah, so he's, pro- 
he's progressively getting yeah worse. Shooting and killing the store owner, Stephen. I can't read that. Sladowski, I think. Sladowski. Okay, there you go. Sladowski. Uh, Sladowski. Well, I'm reading it off my phone, so it's small type. Oh, uh, so the, you're not prepared for the podcast. Yeah, you aren't even close. Mm, yeah, I ahead. am. I have it, so it's okay. Uh, the victim was also a well-respected attorney and local prosecutor. Hmm. And, and he owned YouTuber? a grocery store, so he, this guy had something going yeah. on. He was a very successful young man, and yes. Richard uh, stole his life, basically. Yes, so at the age of 18, Richard... He did catch him on fire that we know of. Right. Richard had committed his first murder, and it would not be his last, or we wouldn't be doing a podcast on him. Richard fled the state after the murder, but was captured two days later in Salisbury, Maryland, after shooting a police officer there. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Hmm. Richard was extradited to New Jersey, where he was convicted of murder and given a life sentence. But he was released in 1974 for good behavior after 16 <laughs> years of imprisonment. Huh. Okay, so good. It took him 16 years to behave properly. Oh. Nothing like uh, incarceration that will make you behave good. Right. They stick you in Richard, a cell. There's no one else you're going to do. Well, I mean, you can always. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Please, you know, shank somebody, I guess. Always throw feces at the guards. Mm. Feces throwing. Have you ever apple. done that, uh, Colonel? Did you ever They're throw feces? They're frowned upon. When you were in jail? Only when provoked, Timmy. Okay. Duh. In, retali- in retaliation, in other words. Yeah. <sighs> Richard worked odd jobs for the next three years and kept a low profile. In, 19- in 1977... Richard was suspected in a rape and was wanted for failing to report to his parole officer. He was arrested in Brooklyn in 1980 on the rape charge, but was released after the victim failed to pick him out of a lineup. Back on the street, Richard worked more odd jobs and met a pretty 16-year-old girl who was a neighbor of his mother. Richard sometimes went by the alias Johnny Black. Johnny Black. What to do? What the hell? Johnny Black. 
Oh, and would often refer to his penis as Black Johnny. I don't black. Black Johnny. Yes. Black Johnny. Yeah. I know his wife though. Yeah. I. Ugh. Black Johnny. Uh, the girl. I call mine <laughs> Black Bobby Bambalam. No, you oh, don't. Black Bobby Bambalam. Oh, Black Bobby Bambalam. <laughs> God. Okay, Colonel uh, Brandy, do you have any pet names for body parts? No. Come on. Uh, what yeah. do you call the girls? Lightning and thunder. Okay. Well, then you do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so this poor little sixteen-year-old girl. She was. Uh, she was pretty. She was an outstanding student, whose parents were shocked when they found out that she was engaged to uh, Johnny Black, to a star, <laughs> to a scar-faced ex-con who was more than twice her age, with a penis named Black Johnny. Yes. By this time, Richard had not reported to his parole officer since mid-1977 and was suspected in a rape as well. He was arrested in Brooklyn in June of 1980 and married his girlfriend oh, in the Brooklyn in the Brooklyn House of Detention. Oh, married his girlfriend sweet. while he was in jail. Maybe, Colonel, he was Black Johnny. Maybe his penis was Black Johnny because it came when he was, you know, cut himself on fire. Yeah, that could happen. Charcoal. Charcoal. Oh, it's yeah. charred. Like no. a, it was like a hot dog you leave on the grill too long. Yeah. You ever All seen right. a zebra penis devil? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the just... The black is cold. Yeah. Yes. Black is cold. Maybe so, it was like that. He served Are uh, zebras white or black, devil? I don't know. I guess that's an existential question. Uh, uh, let's black see. with white stripes? White with black stripes? I don't know. It's a universal mystery. those questions. You really shouldn't. So he served six months for his parole violation. And when he was released, he moved into an apartment with his wife in Ashbury Park, New Jersey. Okay, so him and his young bride get married at the detention center. They're now, he's, now, he's now out starting a new life with his uh, young bride. Right. And, and he would have been living yeah. by Bruce Springsteen, right, in Ashbury Park there. Yeah, yeah. You would have thought that would have put he him in a He was born to run, food. Colonel. Yeah. All right, Asbury Park. Okay, so it was in Asbury Park that Richard was befriended by an odd 32-year-old man named Darren Fitzgerald, who would play a role in several of his future murders. Mm. On Halloween night, which would be October 31st, 1981, Richard drove past Maria and Slidella, is that what we decided? Yeah. Slidella. Something like that. Theodella, who was walking late at night on Highway 88 near Brick, New Jersey. Uh, Richard slowed down and asked her if she needed a lift, and Maria said no and started walking at a quicker pace. Yeah. Not to be deterred, Richard tried to reassure the teenager that he was a minister new to the area, and he was worried about her safety walking alone. Well, that is considered of him, Brandy. When Maria still refused... To get into the car, Richard pulled a gun on her and threatened to shoot her if she didn't get in. That was less accurate. Yes, at that point, Maria complied, and I bet she figured out he wasn't a minister. Probably. Richard then drove to a nearby secluded area, raped Maria twice, and after he was finished, Maria pled for her life. She told Richard that she would not mention the assault to anyone if he would just let her go. 
Richard agreed and told her he would drop her off near her home. And as they walked back to the car, Richard said he started having second thoughts. And at that point, he shot Maria point blank in the back of the head. This is what I don't get about these guys. I mean, not not obviously do they do dastardly deeds. But one of the things that we found out about uh, about the Me Too movement, right, Mm -hmm. is so many assaults. No, so many assaults go unreported. So if someone says, I'm not going to say anything. Chances are they're not. You don't have to kill them for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's, you know, like that little girl, she could just went on with her life. He had already raped her. I mean, right. she could just went on with Boys. her life. He didn't have to kill her. I mean, it was just. Well, I mean, not. And then I, I'm just well, wait saying, a minute. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, that, that there's enough. There's enough reasons why women don't want to report these crimes anyway. But, okay. um, you know, it's almost like. You know, it's like an afterthought. The, oh, I'll kill her, you know. Yeah. Well, Richard it. laid her body on the wet grass and proceeded to carve her into three pieces. Uh. His intention was to toss Maria's remains in a nearby river, but his plan was interrupted by a police officer out on patrol, which is probably the one that had passed. Yeah. The Maria. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. At the beginning. When the officer asked what Richard was doing in the area, Richard told the officer that he had been in an argument with his wife and had just taken a drive to calm down. So the officer let Richard go without checking his trunk, which, as we know, is where all bad things are. Um, And his trunk contained the remains of Maria. Richard returned to his mother's home and buried Maria's body in the backyard. On April 8th, 1982, Richard murdered 19-year-old Deborah Osborne. He raped her and then stabbed the young college student to death. She was buried on top of Maria's body at Richard's mother's house. Richard, at this point, was involved in a variety of illegal activities. He was an alcoholic and and was shooting up heroin. And in the spring of 1982, Richard also started snorting crack cocaine. Ooh. That's a path of no return right there. Yeah. In late summer of 1982, Richard was having problems supporting his drug habit. In September, desperate for drugs, Richard lied and told his drug dealer that a family member had died and left him a large sum of money. Richard's drug dealer and ex-convict, William Ward, agreed to sell Richard a large amount of heroin and crack. The two agreed to meet up at Ward's home in Asbury Park, New Jersey. The two met on September 2nd, 1982, as planned. But instead of paying Ward, I'm sorry, instead of paying Ward for the drugs, Richard shot him in the head and chest. See, that's the risk you run by being a drug dealer, Colonel. Yeah, kind of. William Ward died. A it's short not time a noble there. profession. No, it's not noble. It's very dangerous. Richard buried William Ward in a shallow grave near Neptune City, New Jersey. Richard committed his next murder on January 4th, 1983 where he shot and killed 18-year-old Anna, not even going to try it, in Ocean Township, New Jersey. You know, the interesting thing about him is he he, he, he doesn't really have a pattern, does he? I mean, he, he killed no, him. He's, he's just a random violent criminal. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty indiscriminate. Uh, let's see. He had found the young woman walking down the boardwalk in Asbury Park and lured her into his car. Anna's body was found by children playing in a wooded lot behind a Burger King 
fully clothed with no sign of sexual assault and four bullets in her head. Good Lord. A friend of Richard's went to the police after Richard showed her another young woman's body that he had hidden inside his asper- inside his garage. Really? Yeah, see. Really? Not thinking it through. Unless you're going to catch the garage on fire, which, you know, eventually he would have done probably. Or kill the, or kill the friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, police surrounded Richard's home on January 22nd, 1983, while Darren Fitzgerald was visiting. Both Richard and Fitzgerald were arrested, and a search of the home revealed a small cache of weapons and drugs. Good Lord. I didn't like any part of that. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. He wasn't like your typical just loney, loner, serial killer type. He, he was involved in a bunch of different criminal activity. Well, and let me tell you something. You know, I understand that men have codes with each other. Women have codes, too. And one of those codes is if your girlfriend's husband shows you a body in the garage, you mm. don't keep that shit a secret. No. You tell somebody. That's it's, that's one of the girl codes. Yeah, well. It's girl code. Generally, women can't keep a secret anyway. Chicks but, before dicks. Yeah. What's your motto, Brandon? That's all I'm saying. Chicks before dicks. Chicks before dicks. I, I, I go along with that. Yeah. I can go along with that. Because well, me, personally, if I was picking something, I'd pick a chick before a dick. No, so, dumbass. You know, Abraham Lincoln used to sleep with men. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not sexually. He was just like sheer beds with him. Well, and so he like, said. Well, I mean, like today, that would be. You know, I'm not judging it. Right. But if that happened today, you know, people would think, well, it was something sexual going on. But back in the day, I guess men just shared beds, which. Well, I yeah, because there really. wasn't. I don't, I don't like sharing well, with anybody, but let, especially a dude. Well, that was much more common back then. Yeah. Due to the lack but, you of know, bedding. Guys, and- the problem, Brandy, is you probably noticed men start. They start having sex uh, uh, in their sleep, don't they, Colonel? Well, occasionally, we will we will uh, get a Woody, uh-huh. uh, nocturnal Woody, is what uh-huh. we call it. And that thing is liable to find itself. Is that the technical term? Nocturnal yes. Woody? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a medical term for it. Uh-huh. Um, I see. And it, it can be problematic because you're asleep. You really have no control over what the thing's going to do. Well, even if you're awake, you really don't have any control. No, it pretty much <laughs> controls you all the time. Yeah. Jesus. You know, you see these the, you see these commercials, Timmy. I look on the TV and I see these commercials about Cialis and Viagra and all mm-hmm. that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I think, why? Why does everyone have separate bathtubs? I, that's what I don't get. Well, the thing And I they're out in the middle of a field. Where's the yeah. plumbing coming from? I don't know. That's it's a good question. Because usually... A good stiffy just leads you down the path of destruction. Yeah. Now you're safe. You're safe from yourself. The thing can no longer lead you into and, problems. And you know you're gonna. You know, at the very least, you're gonna save a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. It's like, oh, the thing's not controlling me anymore. You've lost all your power over me, penis. But penises have a mind of their own, Brandy. That's what I'm saying. So never share a bed with anyone with a penis. That's my advice to you, Brandon. Yeah, that's my advice to you, Brandon. That's like telling a really big kid not to go into the candy store, Timmy. (laughs) Telling Brandy to stay away from penises. But anyway, I'm just saying. 
She's married to a penis. I yeah. I mean, my children. <laughs> That's how you got. I'm it. just saying. Yeah. Well, know, it is. If, yes. If the thing quit working on you, it seemed like it'd just keep you out of a lot of trouble. And That's save you saying. a lot of money. That's for sure. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot. And I could hell, I could drop down two sizes of jeans, Timmy. <laughs> I oh, could delete. I could delete my Western Union app, Colonel. <laughs> yes, you could. Yes, you could. Think you could. You could have retired eight years ago. Jimmy. I didn't retire when I was thirty-five. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Now, Colonel, oh. I've read that there's this date rape drug now that women use on guys, and then knock there's the guy shots. out, and, and, but he'll still get an erection even though he's knocked out. Your I comments don't think on that's that? the thing. Thank your comments on that, Colonel. Well, Timmy, that we're going to have to start using a chastity belt, Colonel, when we go well, out. Of the I've house. got one, Timmy. Yeah, I've got one when I leave the house because you know they can do the penis transplants now. Uh, right, right. So you, you know, have a you have a uh, chastity belt two thousand, a chastity right. belt two thousand. <laughs> I got the two thousand ten model. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, because I don't want to be walking around. Wake up. Find myself in a bathtub full of ice and have a four-inch penis attached to me, Timmy. Yeah. Well, you've got to be careful, Colonel. you got to lock, put that thing under lock and key. Oh, you do? Because now they got a little thing on your driver's license. So, so Colonel, we'll keep it in mind. Colonel, so, you, shall you, I continue on? Yes, please. Well, 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 wait a minute. Wrap this up about your penis. You're, you're concerned. Your concern well, is that. Now they can snatch. do transplants, Timmy. Roaming around trying to snatch your penis for monetary gain. Is what well, you're that's saying. why I don't send dick pics to me because it's just like bait. Oh, you're people, asking you know? for it then. Yeah. You know you are. Mm-hmm. You know you are. So I send, when I send dick pics out to people, Timmy, mm-hmm. I use other pictures of other people's penises, small ones, <laughs> to try to take me I off the radar you of the trip. You, you'd send a picture and you have it like filtered so it has like a little rubber nose and mustache and glasses. So they wouldn't have the mustache on it. Smears. No, there's a whole penis stealing ring out there. See, Brandy, this is what you don't have to worry about, being that you're of the female persuasion. But those of us with peni, we have to worry about the penis snatchers. It's scary. It's a scary world out there. One time I was at the movie theater. I thought it was my date just reaching for the popcorn kernel and Uh, scared me to death. Oh no, you can't you can't trust women in a movie, Timmy. Mm-mm. They always want to do a handy. Oh, why is that, devil? Yeah, why can't you keep your hands to yourself? I'm trying to just uh, up here watch Godfather or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody just groping you, like, groping you like your piece of meat. Right. Objectifying me. Why do you do that, Brandon? I got a brain. Yeah. Yeah, I right, right, right. Yeah. You have a brain, sure. Yeah, on it. Okay, Colonel, continue with the story, please. Okay, so anyway, let's get back to this story, Timmy. He's more than just a pretty face. I am. And a penis. I am. And a large penis, yes. Now, police confiscated a pipe bomb, Timmy. A pipe bomb. Handguns, a machine gun, the date rape drug that starts with an L that I can't pronounce. It's rohypnol. Yeah, how did they get that out of row heat penal? Anyway, marijuana, which you know is not not it's was it was bad then, it's legal now. 
But what's never going to be legal, Timmy, and I can't fit into where this fits into the scheme of the serial killer thing, is the live puff adder that they found. As well as four, yeah, how are you going to use a puff adder to be a serial killer, Timmy? I don't know. Yeah, I can see a Dude, pipe Dude, you got a Brandy, Brandy. What? What? Google this guy, this Richard, Google this guy's picture. He's a creepy looking fucker. Well, Richard okay. B-I-E-G-E-N-W-A-L-D. That creepy looking motherfucker. I'm sorry, Colonel. Go right, go right ahead. Oh, that's okay. Okay. So, he had a puff at it, Timmy. Now, during questioning, Fitzgerald decided, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to cooperate. I'm turning them all in. So, he uh, told them about a third young woman who was in the garage. Fitzgerald told police that he had helped Richard transport this body to his mother's house in Staten Island and bury it in the basement. If you're going to bury a body, don't do it in your basement. It kind of ties it to you. Now, Fitzgerald went on to say that while he was digging in the basement, he ran into another body. Yeah, it's a bad scene. That's a face a mother would love. That's Black Johnny. Well, Mm. you know, another dick who was ugly was Dick Speck, Timmy. Richard Speck, we uh, we of course did a podcast on him. He was one ugly bastard. Mm -hmm. Now, Fitzgerald led police to the three other bodies. An investigation ensued. Richard was also suspected, but never charged in two other killings. One involved the shooting death of John Patron, an ex-con, and sometimes police rat, unearthed, minus his jawbone. I think the mafia did that to him. Well, he's a rat, so. Yeah. They found him in a wildlife preserve. Now, in other cases, Virginia Clayton, 17, she'd been abducted and killed on September 8th. And her body was found three days later, four miles from the site where Patron was buried. Now, Richard was also suspected in the disappearance of a 17-year-old local girl named Betsy Bacon, who disappeared November 20th of 82. Now, her remains have never been found. Now, Richard Beganwald was indicted by New Jersey authorities on five counts, Timmy. Five, five counts, Brandy. First degree murder. Although there right. were at least nine victims... What do you think about this, devil? There were nine victims, but police only had enough evidence to charge Richard with five. Hmm. Richard, he, Fitzgerald turned state's evidence. He squealed like a pig. As one is wont to do when your ass is in trouble. In In his testimony, Fitzgerald was only charged with one count of possession of a weapon and one count of accessory to murder after the fact and served a 10 year prison sentence. Damn. He was released in 1994. Monmouth County jury, Monmouth County jury, found him guilty on all five counts of first-degree murder. Guilty, Brandy. Guilty as charged. He was sentenced to death. 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 Death, Brandy. Good. Death for him. But the sentence was later overturned by an appellate court. (laughs) Overturned, Brandy. Is it death by fire? Yes. Upon his death, he was serving four life sentences without the possibility of parole at New Jersey State Prison. Not a near chance of parole, Colonel. He was going to, he avoided execution, Timmy. He did. Some bitch died on us. You know what they should have did? They could have saved a trial. They just put a can of gasoline in his cell. Right. Some matches. And he would have took care of himself. 
I don't like this guy, especially the puff addy. You know, I don't like snakes, Timmy. I know you don't. You're Anybody not a snake lover. Snakes. I'm not a snake mm. lover. Mm. No, this guy. This guy was just your garden variety serial killer who. Uh, if snakes had shit. legs, they'd be uh, lizards, Brandy. They'd be oh, poisonous yeah, crocodiles, true. Timmy. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if if all of a sudden you gave crocodiles fangs. Mm. Your thoughts so, on yeah. that, Brandy? I don't like any of it. So, okay, so that's all right. Colonel, your final thoughts on the thrill killer, Richard Bejenwald? Well, I don't like him. I don't like him, Timmy. He's on and, record as not liking uh, this guy, Brandy. I'm against him. That's all he stands something. for. I wish the little bastard would have caught himself on fire at eight years old. And had just it's, been a little pile of ashes, a future serial You know what? I blame ashes, his mom for putting him out. When he was I wish she yeah. caught on fire. I wish the I blame his mom. Yes. I blame the mom for, for not only putting Richard out, uh, not, you know, not letting him set himself on fire, but the dad. So you were, She saved you, the dad, too. Yeah. So basically, it's her fault. That's what you're saying, Brandy. It is her fault. Brandy, your final fault. thoughts on the thrill killer. I, you know, again, had his mother just had any kind of, but you know, he was weird because it, it, he he didn't really have a pattern. He killed like randomly, and uh, yes. sometimes it was drug induced. Sometimes it was just for, you know, opportunity. He saw someone walking alone on the street. It's a kind right. of a strange pattern for a serial killer, don't you think? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, that's another quality program that we brought to you. Uh, yeah. as always, yeah. and um, free of charge, Timmy. Free, free of, of charge, free, free, free of charge. But we do appreciate all of you who donate to our Patreon uh, account. That keeps us to be able to. It conti- allows us to continue to bring you these high quality program programs uh, that are well researched uh, and, of course, professionally uh, recorded uh, to your satisfaction. So, we would like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee little bit to me. Just a wee little bit while we sleep, Brandy. Yes, we yes. Would, we would I'm, like... I'm going to thank some of these people, Timmy, and, and I got a challenge from one of these people. Okay. Um, and, and, and I, I see, she's trying to trick me. Mm. And it's... She said I could not pronounce her name. That's why I skipped her. And she has not made it clear what her what her uh, nationality is, Timmy. Because depending I on where she lives in the world, her name could be pronounced five different ways. I see. And you are in tune to the different uh, dialects in, in around the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to give you what I believe should be the pronunciation. See, she's probably, what she doesn't get, she's probably <laughs> saying it wrong. Oh. I'm going to say She doesn't right. know how to pronounce her own name is what you're saying. Exactly. I don't think that's the case, Colonel, but please continue. Okay, it's, and the first one is pretty easy. Charlene. Yes, and Charlene, we are sorry we left you off the last couple of uh, podcasts when we didn't give you a sh- proper shout out. So, yes. a special, a special shout out, Charlene, we Really appreciate your supporting the the show on Patreon. 
But then you get into, she got two more names here, Timmy. And okay. that's where she tried to trick you. Okay. See, now, her name should really be Shailene Mead mm-hmm. Nairon. I think it's Mead, but go ahead. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Because she said the colonel couldn't pronounce it right. I'm pronouncing it right. She's been saying it wrong her whole life. I it's see. It's, she's the problem. Me, yeah. It's me aid, Timmy. I, me I got aid. You. Okay. All right. Me, me aid. Did they check? Did they check your head when you fell? I'm just asking. <laughs> and asking it's for a friend. Ron. See, she doesn't understand that in most of the world, Timmy, mm. her last name is spelled N E G R O N. Right. In most of the world, that G is silent. Neron. It sounds very classy to me, mm. but she probably says Shailene Mead Negron. Oh, because she don't know how to pronounce her because name. Because she doesn't know how to pronounce her name properly. I see. So I hope Thank you, you get Shailene. that straight. Mm-hmm. Shailene Mead Negron. No matter how okay. you pronounce her name, we appreciate. We do appreciate it. Yes. yes, we do. And then we got Jim Seabright, Andrew Scammell, Tommy Lane. I love Tommy. Jason Dykes, our favorite librarian. Terry Stratford, Malachi, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Zavoda, Purr, Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, Erica Kenny, Hiro, The Comeback Podcast, L.K. Barr, Anut Reen, Marissa Albanese, Bridget, who we will keep on here forever, Timmy. Bridget Clavier, our dear yes. friend, Bridget Clavier. Yes. Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker-Smith, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Ben DeBrovich. Ben. Ben, who is now in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, so we only gets one name from now on. Ursula, Clark, and Diane. Um, um, wonderful people, and they're up in the upper You know, I like that song where, that uh, uh, John Cougar wrote about. Clark and Diane. You know, little did it about little Clark and Diane. About Clark and Diane. Two oh, American goodness. kids doing best nope. they can. It's not. Dun, 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 dun. They okay. were hanging out behind the Tasty Freeze. There was sucking uh, on chili dogs. Yeah. Hey, Clark so this, list, this list is fairly extensive. How about we get through <laughs> it? All right. Well, you got, where do you got to be today? Hey, I got right. stuff. I'm very busy. Beth Ann, Wong, what are, what are you doing today exactly? Now you you want to you want to throw that out there? Come on, let's hear. What what did you what you doing today, Doug? What's your itinerary, Brandy? Yeah, I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You're gonna be laying on yeah. the couch eating bonbons, ordering Dave around, <laughs> yelling bonbons. at Noah, watching some kind of housewives. She, uh, she probably makes Noah, you know, do her toenails or something, polish her vacuum. Toenails. God, walking around vacuuming. Mm-hmm. Let's see uh-huh. what kid. Michelle right. Johns, Margaret McDonald, lovely woman, Aaron Turner, Jess. And you know, Timmy, I gotta tell you, this was this is one that breaks my heart every time. And I know you was just out in San Francisco with her. Mm-hmm. She's a fake Irish girl, Timmy. Uh, yeah, the lovely Leanne Flanagan. Mm-hmm. A lovely English lass. I'm not saying Irish lass anymore because she's a counterfeit Irish girl. Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Tyrone, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, of course, the They Walk Among Us podcast. 
that's one we highly recommend for anybody who likes actual real true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. Michael Dale, where they, where they don't swear, where like they brandy. Uh, no, they don't. You got Rosie who swears quite a bit, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, Flor- our, cra- our favorite girl from Florida, Timmy Callie Jones, Lauren Meredith, Jones. Jessica Greeno. Mike Brown from Pleasing Terror, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, our, our official attorney of the group, Timmy, Elise Edgerton, History Goes Bump, Timmy, mm, Amber Trevino, yeah, Annette Trey, Lise, Lahar Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Melissa Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die. Maja. We have next, Timmy. Shelly is the only person that yells at me almost as much as the devil. Shelly Garrett, Timmy. Yes, of uh, the Rants and Reasons. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The um, Context your... and Clarity. Context and Clarity, yes. yes. Podcast. Carol Elise. Kristen Malachinsky, Adam McWaters, uh, the Context of Clarity podcast. I mean, we double dip in here. That's okay. Worth it. Twice as good. The Vanish podcast, Canadian True Crime. Charlie. Christy Lee. Over at Insight. Angela Santos. Lydia Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Allen, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacey, Cheryl LeBlanc, LeBlanc, Weldon, Veronica Moreno, Chris Lane, Alexandra, Elaine Baker, Vivian Baca, Mark and Chi, as opposed to Mac and Chi, Amanda Lupus, Shannon Arnold, the lovely, lovely Kimberly Smith. She got a new hair that looks really good. From Cincinnati. From the west side of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. She's a west side girl, Timmy. Robert Sherrard, Ruth. Keith Whitfield, Cassie Kitchens, Nick Johnson, Natasha Burgess, Julia Bentley, Patty Schmidt, Lady Beverly, who we all the lovely just, lady. Yeah, Beverly. you know what? You can hang out with Lady Beverly now because you're a Baron, Timmy. I am. I am. I can hang out with you her. You can go to functions. We can, we can do aristocratic stuff, Brandy. Yes, you can. You of get your ass you got on. Get you, you're gonna get a cigarette holder. Too. I'm gonna get a monocle, a cigarette holder, and an ascot. And I'm going to get a biplane, Colonel, and learn to fly. (laughs) I think you should. Perfect. I think you should. You don't like to drive much, but you you don't mind flying. But, you know, there ain't a whole lot of traffic when you're flying. Was it traffic that just got to you, Timmy? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that when you're flying. Yeah. Of course, we got... Sometimes you have to worry about snooping. You do have to. If you're, if you're going to have an ascot and a monocle, you better worry about Snoopy, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got the world's most dangerous canine who yesterday stepped into a six foot snow bank and he is not six foot tall. So, but he worked his way out of it. <laughs> How does he like? Where, where, where are they skiing at or snowboarding or whatever they're doing? They are in Gaylord, Michigan, Timmy. Okay. So it's they're a, up by up by Clark, and uh, they're very close to Clark. They're up by damn near only a stone's throw from Canada. Oh, and you're so, not you don't like Canada. I, I, that's why you didn't go. I don't. Uh, it was way there. too close to Canada for me, yeah, Timmy. Right. 
Way too close. And for the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I all that little fan. I was going to get some of my prescriptions refilled while I was up there. I, I told her, I was like, get a bunch <laughs> of drugs, bring them back. But Get that codeine. Yeah. And, of course, we got the world's most dangerous canine I just mentioned, Rudy the Wonder Dog. And who I just celebrated seven years of friendship with on Facebook, Timmy. With Rudy. Okay. With Rudy, yes. And the woman we do this show for week after week after week after week. And hopefully the body count was high enough for you this time, Dottie. Dottie Scott. Yes. Thank you for listening, wow. Mom. Dottie Scott, the I've got a couple. Saint of podcast. Okay. Brandon, I've got a couple, got a couple of shout-outs real quick. Okay. okay. Well, first of all, it was Chris uh, Strafford's birthday. Happy birthday. Day. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday. And uh, my boyfriend, Joe, yes, who, I challenged, Joe. who I challenged to a putt-putt game when he comes down. And I will be very excited to see him. And I hope that he gets to feeling better. Yes. We look forward so to seeing sure that I do that. at DweebCon in 2019, the re- uh, return of the colonel. Yes. The return That's of right. the colonel fights back or whatever we said it was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> return of the colonel. Nice. Return of the colonel, yeah. DweebCon is the uh, first weekend of October this year in Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So if you want more information on that. Come to our Facebook group, History Dweez, the podcast. Please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes because we haven't got a review in like, you know, four years. Uh, thank you all for joining us. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, just go patreon.com slash History Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on History Dweez. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Good day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.